You're listening to the Ricky and Clyde Wrestling Show. Listener discretion is advised at all times. Thank you for downloading and listening to another episode of the Ricky and Clive Wrestling Show, part of the Social Suplex Podcast Network. Don't forget to rate and review us on the podcast app of your choice for a chance to win a t-shirt of your choice as well. Remember to send your picture of your review to either jeremy at socialsuplex.com or you can just send a snapshot to at Ricky and Clive on Twitter and we'll make sure it's entered into the competition. I am Clive, and I'm joined by Ricky. How are you tonight, Ricky? Yeah, I'm doing well. Yourself? I'm good, thanks. I'm quite pumped for tonight, actually. Yes, yeah, so my bro, it's been a it's been a busy week. It has been uh, quite a news week, but I, I wanted to turn the tables very quickly and have a quick quiz time segment for you, if you would um, let me do that. Okay. <laughs> right. So, who am I? I am a former world champion. Clue number two. I have been wrongfully accused in a steroid scandal. <laughs> okay. That was a, that was supposed to be a joke. Well, yeah, I yeah, it's a joke. So, um, <laughs> I spit in the faces of people who don't want to be cool. Ricky. Are you Hulk Hogan? <laughs> oh wait, no, he wasn't wrongfully accused. He was actually guilty. Oh, sorry. Um, are you a? A Simone by the name of Joe, by any chance? Yes. It's, it's certainly been interesting, hasn't it? I mean, it has been interesting. It has been one of many quite sort of newsworthy events that have happened over the course of the last week. We'll get to some of the other ones later, but I think with this one, basically some guy, some drug dealer who's in jail accused Roman Reigns of being one of his customers. And there's been people saying recently, I personally didn't really believe it. I think it's just quite random that it happened. Roman's come out and said, I've never even met this guy. I learned my lesson two years ago when I got done for the Adderall stuff. I just Mm -hmm. don't see it being an issue. I think it's just a random news story to, I don't know. What do you think about it? Um. We were going to discuss this, uh, and also we had one of our followers on Twitter and a guy who listens to the show ask us if we can talk about it on on the podcast. Um, so I just want to give him a quick shout out. Um, is I believe he's also a fellow Scott as well. So he goes by the name of Sad Boy, and it's B O I on Twitter. And his Twitter handle is Final Sixteen Sean, which is S H A U N. So I wanted to give him a quick shout out. Um, I think you you nailed it in the head. Your first couple of words, your first sentence was a convicted drug dealer. <laughs> like when I when I first saw the headline, I, like I was like, because you know I'm in, I'm a massive Roman Reigns mark along with John Ross. He's probably my top five in the company, like in terms of favourite guys that I like, mm-hmm. without a doubt. 
Um, so when I saw the headline, like literally my heart sank, and I was like, "You have got to fucking, you've got to be kidding! What you've done it again?" So once you once you actually go into it, and I, I've listened to the to the interview he was doing with that uh, YouTuber or filmmaker on YouTube, whatever he whoever he his profession is. So I'm listening to it, and I think you just I think like I said, you nailed it right in the head, like. This is a convicted drug dealer who, 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 earlier on in 2017, uh, came to like a plea plea agreement in court, a plea bargain. So, why why would I take his word again, a convicted drug dealer, as well as dealing with illegal? Um, I think he was doing like illegal shipping and etc. Come goods come from China, some handling stolen goods etc. So why would I believe his word over someone who, obviously, we don't know Roman Reigns personally, obviously, but someone who does the Make-A-Wish campaign, a guy who probably does other charity work that we don't know about and probably won't ever know about because that's his own personal business, and a guy who we're led to believe is just a general good guy. Why would I take the drug dealer side on this? Why why would I believe him? Um, I know a lot of people are going to say, well, Roman's got a history. Like you said, it was Adderall done. That you take that to mainly treat as ADHD? Yep, that's what I was going to bring up as well. The thing that he got popped for last time was the Adderall. That's not That's not even a fucking drug! Like... It's a medicine. Sorry, but that's not... Like, come on. Like, over-the-counter stuff. Um, So, that's my view on it, is is complete and utter hashtag fake news. (laughs) Um... Like I say, I'm not too concerned about it, but at the same time, I think if you if you flip it on the other side, if you if you think about it, like what 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 if Roman did know this guy? So my immediate my reaction to that would be that no offense to Roman Reigns, but he could have named John Cena, who is the biggest name in wrestling. Again, no offense to Roman Reigns, but if you wanted to, if you really wanted to grab people's attention. You oh. really want to be like, oh wow, look, he he must have been working with some real big time guys. You mean the? Felon? You would name. I thought you sorry, meant. I thought you meant Roman Reigns could have named John Cena. <laughs> no, sorry, yeah, sorry, no, a drug dealer. All right. The guy's in jail, so he could have turned around and says, "Oh no, I have good connection with John Cena. John Cena takes drugs, right? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe that might have seemed unrealistic because I don't think anyone's ever questioned Cena ever taking drugs or anything like that." Um, but then, in another sense, you could be like, well, why would you just name Roman Reigns? Not everybody's going to know who he is outside of wrestling. So you could have, therefore, targeted like bigger names in American sports rather than Roman Reigns. So that's what I'm saying. Like, So maybe there could be some sort of truth to it, a little bit of validity to it. So Because it's such a random pool? Exactly, exactly. But maybe he's thinking that, oh, well, the guy's from the Miami area and he might he's had, quote-unquote, issues in the past, and he's named Mark Wahlberg. Mark Wahlberg's also a pretty fucking big deal as well. And I don't know who the other actor is he named. I've not heard of him. What was the name? Um, can't remember now. That's how relevant it is to me. <clears throat> so, I guess, you, and, and that, on the flip side, you look at that, like, why would you just name Roman Reigns? Surely you can come up with someone bigger than that. So it just, it sort of makes you think, but I think when you, when you sit and just weigh it all up, I think it ultimately, to me, it comes down to, me personally, it comes down to, do I take the side of a guy who does charity work and seems to be a good guy, or do I take the side of a convicted drug dealer? 
He's but closed. I will say, sorry, sorry, I will say this one final thing. If, if, by some chance, it's true, yeah, people say that he's going to serve his 60 days and then he'll come back. Just, don't be surprised if they just sort of sweep this under the carpet because they've got a history of catering to the, the top guys. They've got a history of doing sort of the WWE I'm talking about. They've got a history of doing whatever they want. At the end of the day, who's going to be able to hold that company uh, liable for a failed drug test? Have they? And, do they cater to the top guys though? Because I mean, come on, like again, I don't want to accuse people of being on steroids or anything, right? <coughs> Gender. But uh, that's where I'm going. Like he shows signs, classic signs of someone who's been who's on steroids and abusing it with the back acne and the sort of like the the man boobs and just. Like the veins bulging out. Like, sure, some people might think that physique is naturally attainable, but I don't. I don't think so. No, in that short space of time. Um, so, and but Jinder was a champ, and they were pushing him because they wanted to break the Indian market. Now it's not going to look very good if the guy they're pushing turns out he's popping steroids. Go back further back. Triple H just was out of action and then one day came back and he was the, he was the size of Jay Cutler. And for anyone that doesn't know, Jay Cutler is a pro bodybuilder who, and he was huge. The, the owner of the company <laughs> <laughs> takes, well, did, probably does, still does. Again, I don't want to accuse anyone. Took steroids. Clearly. So they've got history and I think when also when it comes down to the, when they've got also got their own agenda. And we might touch on this later, no doubt, but Paige had their issues with people because she wanted to get surgery and they never let her and they told her not to. Turns out she needed it and she got it. There could be an agenda with the Daniel Bryan thing as well. So they'll do what they want, as they want. So, But it will be interesting if it turns out to be true what they actually do and how it... It will obviously affect WrestleMania. But we'll touch on this again later on. I would right now change the main event at Mania but we'll touch on that later on. And it's got nothing to do with this whole steroid scandal, but that says when it just comes down to it, who do I believe? The guy who does good charity work and seems to be a decent guy, let's say, or the convicted drug dealer? Like, and, and that's what's baffling me, is that everyone just seems to be like, Roman took steroids up. Who, like, look at the source who's telling you this. Why on earth are you taking the word of a convicted drug dealer who'll probably say anything to get his sentence... Uh, Sentence cut. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. There's some people out there who want Roman to feel because they just don't like Roman, and they, that's their agenda. But at the same time, like you just need to think properly. Like you're taking the word of a convicted drug dealer for crying out. I mean, I've you know you know I've been a detractor of Roman for quite some time, but I just don't see this being true. The it's just why would they see the whole thing with him doing Adderall again? That wasn't steroids. It's just they've popped in before, and I don't know. I don't know about the whole argument of whether they keep things, they sweep things under the rug. Because on one hand, you've got Jinder who's clearly up to something, and on the other, Roman was suspended immediately. They're not, they're not shy. WWE like they'll put things on their website straight away, saying such and such has been suspended for violating the wellness policy. Um, as far as I'm aware, they're upfront about it, but. Then again, you've got the whole thing with Brock Lesnar being suspended from UFC, yet he was still able to wrestle. 
for the company. And, and that's that's what's crazy. How can you test positive, right? With, and I think it was Usada. Um, I think it was. It was one of the top sort of in, in American doping agencies that deal with UFC, would deal with the boxing, etc. I don't know if it was Usada or Usada. I can't remember which one. But either way, this guy gets done. The UFC gets suspended for a year because he had HGH or whatever he had in his system. But yet, your, your wellness policy testing didn't pick it up. Oh, wait, because you didn't test them. That's right, because it was part-time, so you don't need to test them. So there, that's... And so the theory that people think they cover things up, there's example A right there. And I think the thing with the Roman one was, I think, maybe because it was a first violation or maybe they sort of knew it was where where what he took. He was a champ. But they still... I know, but I think at the time they knew what he took, but they sort of had to look like we've got this sort of take action here. Um, but let's say it's also a classic case, and let's say it's never going to, be, it's not been proven, and it might never be. But the signs of gender taking steroids, and again, I really don't like accusing folk. I don't know, but there's signs that suggest that he is. Maybe he's not, and if he isn't, then I apologise. Obviously, doesn't listen to podcasts, but hey, when I hold my hands up, I don't. Let's say I don't want to accuse people of taking steroids. I don't know, but when you look at people. There's signs, and I saw people saying things like, oh, look at Roman's physique, he's not even that big. That's true. Roman's physique, for me, is naturally attainable. Mm-hmm. It's natural, but, yeah. But if I, if I just suddenly jag up and take a few pills, I'd, I'm not all of a sudden overnight going to be massive. Like The whole idea of steroids is that if you take something, steroids are going to become absolutely huge. Steroids just allow you to prolong your workout and, but more importantly, allow you to recover that little bit quicker. So it doesn't necessarily mean you can start all of a sudden start busting out bigger ways, which naturally you probably will because you're able to go longer and recover uh, quicker. But it, like I said, it just allows you to prolong your your workout. So you might not even be doing heavy lifting. You can just stick to light weights, but you can keep going, and then the next day you come back in and you can go again. So the, the, you don't need to be... If you pop pills, you don't, like I say, you don't need to be the size of Jay Cutler. And you can just mm-hmm. Google Jay Cutler and you'll see the size of him. The, the Anoa'i family are notoriously... Chunky anyway. They've all got a bit mm-hmm. of beef about them. And, and Roman, Roman was a big guy as well. Like, you could argue he still is, and he just hides it under his vest. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I think I think. Remember when? Did someone not rip his vest off? Was it was it Seth? I and and I know I thought people said always oh, got a little bit of beef on him, but he didn't look that bad. Like I know, like ninety percent of the population out there wouldn't mind looking like Roman Reigns. <laughs> <laughs> so, I can't really argue with that. So, no, no. While um, I know why Roman, whatever his real name is, <laughs> the, the other Samoan Joe <laughs> is probably well behaved, there is another Anoa'i family member who hasn't been well behaved, and that is Jay Uso, who was arrested for drinking with while intoxicated at the weekend, and he was arrested. He was taken out the next day, uh, sorry, the same day, but. That's not going to look good in the, probably the immediate future. So I would say that because they have people have been sort of punished on air, not punished on air. Like obviously saying you were drinking at the weekend, you're getting the title taken off you. But I can see a title change happening at the Rumble now. If they had, if there were plans to change it, then fair enough. But I don't know. Maybe the issues might get punished for it. Do you? What do you think about that one? Yeah, um, just sorry before we quickly go into that I just want to clarify to everyone so me and Clive are in the, are in the Roman side of that we're not taking the 
the word of a convicted drug dealer. Fake news. So, yep, fake news indeed. Um, so, Jay also, he was done with a DUI driving under influence, I think. In American terms, that can basically mean anything, can't it? It can be drugs or it can be alcohol. Because over here, it's just drink driving. Well, it was, um, it was technically it was intoxicated, but does that cover everything as well? I'm not entirely sure. Hopefully one of the guys on social supports can clear that up for us. Um, Shout out to maybe, social maybe, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe it was drink. But either way, it's definitely not a good look at all. At all. Um, you, you might maybe wonder, was the beatdown sort of uh, of consequences because of what took place? Maybe not. You'll find out properly at Rumble. Um, I hope... I hope they don't lose the title. But if they will lose the title, then at least they're losing to a, to a team that is worthy of having the tag titles. I would I would agree with that. I would rather that was one of the big payoff matches at WrestleMania, mm-hmm. where the, mm-hmm. the babyface triumphs. <clears throat> it, it, it's just not a good look. It really isn't. And, and to be honest, I'd be quite surprised if they retain the title at the Rumble now. Before, I probably would have picked them, but now I could maybe see a case of but just not going to give you the title for a few months, or he's not going to be in a scene for a few months. Um, who knows? It might even it might be a case of they might even like write him off at Rumble just from an injury, injury angle and suspend him for a few weeks or whatever. Um, uh, it's just, it's just not a good look at all. Like you've got to be smarter than that. But especially again, as a public figure, exactly, and you've got so much to lose, so much. To lose. And I can understand it. Might might. might I'd, I've never done it, neither of you. Um, I don't drive. <laughs> I don't understand why you would do it, but I guess you're not really in control of yourself at that point, but I'm not trying to justify what he's done or anything. Just trying to figure out in his head why he would do something like that, but when you've got so much to lose. Um, like I said, I'd be I'd be really, really surprised if they don't now lose the titles at the Rumble. Which is a shame. It is a shame because, to be honest, like I understand that... It, we're all high on a new day recently, as well as a bar and Seth and Am- Ambrose and now Seth and Jason Jordan. But in my opinion, in the last 18 months, and I think you'll probably agree, the best tag team in the WWE has been the Usos. Um, from just everything from promos to the actual in-ring work. Um, so it's it's a, it's a blow. It's, it's, but like I say, you, just, you can't make that mistake like that. That's foolishness. Well, hopefully the punishment did come in the form of that beatdown on SmackDown and that's the end of it and they can just continue with the programme that they had planned in the first place. If that plan was to lose the titles at the Rumble, fair enough, but if it wasn't, then keep the belts on them because they they have revitalised the tag team division on SmackDown, for sure. So, moving on, the, the injury ward and the medical facility as WWE like to call it is chock-a-block at the moment you've got so many injuries I just re- realised recently that Kevin Owens is injured as well that's why he wasn't wrestling on Smackdown did you know that? Yeah I think it was Was a, I think we were texting one another quite recently again just going by the reports I don't think it's too serious it might just be niggles I'm not entirely sure the report was quite vague so uh, I, I'm hoping it's not serious Right. I think it's back issues, probably. But as well as Kevin Owens, you've got Jason Jordan, who, by all accounts, was on Raw last this week. He was involved in an angle, but he wasn't actually doing too much 
physicality. So, Judy's still out in that one. Jason Jordan was not wrestling at the weekend. If that is the case and they have to change plans, then you have heard me on this podcast for the last good few weeks now sing that guy's praises. I'll be gutted. I'll be raging, in fact, if he is injured. Oh, we're really disappointing, actually, because, to be honest, we'll miss out, A, we'll miss out potential on a tag title match at the Rumble. And then, B, depending on the severity of his injury, we're going to miss out a little bit of his, a little chunk of his career. But maybe in the short term, we might miss out on a great match between him and Seth. We're missing out on the conclusion of a good angle, in my opinion. Definitely, like I say, <laughs> and... If you just sort of go back a few months, we were all like, Jason Jordan's Kurt Angle's son. Like, what? Like, what are you thinking? Like, this is like, because it was such a build to that moment. Everyone was so excited and it just felt so anticlimactic. It just felt so random. It, it really did. And it just didn't make any sense. It was just, right, okay. Um, but each week, as each week goes past, you like, you've just saw more and more character, character development, more just making the audience sort of care that little bit more. Mm-hmm. And I think we're all just sort of waiting for that eventual heel turn. And when it does, he's going to get, he is going to get real dogs abuse. Um, <laughs> real heat. And for our, for our American whistles that don't understand what dogs abuse means, it's just like people shouting all sorts of like profanity at you and just really cussing you out basically. So it's it's a shame, but like, I don't. We shouldn't really speculate at the moment. Just we don't actually really know the severity of that injury either. I know. Um, but like I say, we are missing out on a real, a real good angle and a real good, a real important moment. I think in his early career, because the, the, when the heel turn takes place, I think that's going to elevate him really, really highly. Like almost the way, and, and not not. Almost the way it did for the Rock, but not in the sense that he's going to like he's going to elevate that high, but just in the sense of how the Rock came in as a smiling baby face and everyone hated him, and then he turned heel, and then all of a sudden people started to like him and like to start to start to like his work. So in that sense, it's similar. It's similar, but obviously it says he's not going to unlikely going to achieve what the Rock achieved, but just in the sense how they both have how they both started their careers off. Right, it's different days now. The mm-hmm. the rock scenario that will probably never be repeated again. But because it, it's all diluted these days, you've got a lesser audience, lesser appeal overall. So if that's going to, if it does happen for the hardcore fans like you, you and me, then it will be an excellent moment. But I just hope that it's not too serious. His injury. The. There is another very serious injury though, and it's quite a devastating news for Paige, who apparently has had to, has been told to retire based on, um, based on what her personal. See, this is where I'm getting all confused. Is it a personal doctor that basically said not to re, not to wrestle again, and the WWE doctor said, "Aye, that's fine." I think it was she was on Lillian Garcia's um, podcast in. What basically she said she was advised to stop wrestling. I don't think she was ever told a flat no, never wrestle again. I think she was just advised to do it because some people might not know she's twenty five years old, right? And but she's been wrestling since she was thirteen years old. Mm-hmm. Just imagine that, like a thirteen year old girl, and that's what she was—a girl. 
she's out there taking bumps. Aye, she's filling up her bump card before her body's properly matured. That's not good. And at 13 years old, nobody's body's matured, and you're out there flying around taking these horrific bumps. And so she was advised not to, but she was then apparently cleared by the WWE doctors. Um, so, and like I said, it goes back to when she kept saying she needed next surgery and she, she, was, she was having issues. And the WWE doctors in the WWE kept saying, no, we can't find it and there's nothing wrong. And that's where they were sort of bumping heads. And I think she did she, I think she did eventually go get the next surgery on her own, didn't she? Uh-huh. She, and that caused a little bit of heat. So she needed it. And I'm all for, like, modern medicine. It's amazing, like, all these things you can get and doctors can diagnose these things. You can all these scans. But see, at the end of the day, Nobody knows your body better than yourself. You know what your pain threshold is. You know where your aches and pains are. You know, maybe you don't know the severity of the problem, but you know exactly where it is and what you can and can't do and what your body's capable of and how long you can keep going. And to me, her body was telling her she was starting to break down. She wanted the surgery and they said no. And that's when she went out and just done it on her own. And fair play to her because, like I say, all these other doctors and everyone can tell you just what the issues are, or you do this and that, and everyone will be fine. But if the treatment doesn't work, you've got to go. You've got to eventually listen to the patient because, like I say, it's your body, and you know what the pain is like. No one else knows that. So it, it's 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 a damn shame. It's a damn damn shame. And see, to be honest, you know, you got all these idiots out there saying wrestling's fake. I go first of all. First of all, it's not fake. You tell you tell a twenty five year old girl, twenty five year old female, right? Twenty five years old, she's younger than us. That your career that you love that you love is now over, and then you tell her that it's a fake sport, that it's a exactly. fake event. Wrestling, wrestling. We don't watch wrestling because it because we're liking it to the UFC or boxing. We watch wrestling because it's it's a show. It's 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 like ballet. It's entertainment. It's a soap opera with choreographed violence, basically. Uh, that's yeah, perfect. And it, like I say, just going back to paid, it is a damn damn shame. But the WWE need to, I think, they look at themselves as well because they handled that situation and her injury problems. They handled that badly and bring her back. They must have handled that badly as well. You've got to listen to a personal doctor, and you've got to be that little bit more patient with her. Do you know what's baffling about it all? This is the exact opposite scenario with Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't make any sense how her personal doctor says don't wrestle. WWE say yes, and then she has uh, a kick that's an innocuous one to the back of the head, like the back of the shoulder area, and it's done her in. And then Daniel Bryan, WWE doctors are saying no. His personal doctors are saying yes. It's the complete opposite, and it's just confusing. I don't want to bring up the Daniel Bryan scenario again because that's been argued to death on many formats out with the podcast and social media and stuff like that. So, But see, what I wanted to bring up with this, with the whole page thing as well, is the physical damage it's done. That's going to do a lot of emotional and mental damage for her because she just came back round about the time of a monumental announcement from WWE going forward that they're going to have a Women's Royal Rumble, which you would imagine would be a an annual tradition from now on. Mm-hmm. She would have been part of history. 
and she's not going to be able to now, which must be devastating because she was the, the bridge between the divas and the women's wrestlers, which they've now become. She was pivotal in that transition and she was one of the first like anti-divas. So, like, because the divas had a bad rap, basically probably because of the whole divas thing and the brand panties matches and all that shit. Now you've got some serious wrestling on the go uh, and she's back involved in the mix but then it's taken away from her. It's it's quite heartbreaking for her when you think about it like that. As as um, and just sort of go back, AJ Lee was also was the main, I think, person in bridging that sort of getting rid of the divas and bringing in yeah, that the quote unquote women, the women's revolution. And then Paige sort of Paige took over and sort of helped push it as well. So they two they two played a massive part in it. So it's just it's really really it's absolutely. It's, it's terrible for her and I know you, you're sort of liking it to the Brian, Daniel Bryan situation and it's true like you're you're potentially holding this guy back for whatever reasons you've got but you'll happily bring in someone else with the neck injury which could potentially paralyse her um, like this neck neck injuries are not to be fucked around with like that's a fragile part of your body like so many, like it's linked to so many different areas of your um, body. It's like the whole nervous system, etc. It's like, like, like this is. If you do serious damage to your neck, it can paralyze you. I think, and I think Sasha Banks got quite a like. A lot of people are sort of getting her criticism, but a lot of people are also defending her. From what I've read, the spot they'd done with Paige had her back to her, and Sasha kicked her, and she falls flat down. Apparently, they had done that. In several different live events, oh, building up they? to that one. Had they? I, right, I didn't know that. <laughs> I read that report a couple of places on Twitter, and on top of that, right. So, in a counter argument to that, is it? She just had neck surgery. Maybe, maybe not do that to her. But at the same time, where she kicked her, sort of like the upper back, is like apparently it's one of the safest places to do that sort of kind of spot. So, I think it's it's unfair. Is it reckless and? From Sasha, Sasha, I don't think so because no. they've done the spot. But maybe, maybe, maybe you didn't need to do it because she's still working her way back. It's maybe not... you could have just like, like chop blocked her or whatever and took her down. Um, but I will say, if people who haven't watched that video, the videos all over Twitter, all over YouTube, all over mainstream media, it is, it's really distressing to watch it because is. you see initially and you sort of think, oh well, she's selling, and then she's sort of stumbling up. It's a, bit, it's a bit too much selling and then you see her standing up and then almost instantly you just see her legs literally give out on her mm-hmm. and the ref puts up the X signal and it was it was quite terrifying like I say it's, it's really heartbreaking for her and no matter what she wants to think people say oh she might end up coming back she will not wrestle for WWE again not mm-hmm. a chance in hell the, it, it wasn't reckless from Sasha it was not Sasha's fault and anyone who thinks otherwise can go and have a word with themselves as far as I'm concerned because that could have happened Paige could have had that received to her by anyone in the roster could have been anyone that did an innocuous drop kick to the back it could have been an Irish whip where her head got snapped off like when she was hitting the ropes it could have been anything so the Sasha Banks haters can hate themselves you heard it here (laughs) (laughs) And and that's it. Like it can, it adds to that. It's 
that old saying that like you know they, they literally do risk their lives and their careers and like a solve or something that looks like such a, a simple spot a simple thing to execute it doesn't seem to have that much um, risk to it and it shows what it's just ended it's ended some poor females career so it just shows it really is it's a risky 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 business and like I say for anyone who thinks it's fake just go look at her go look at Paige exactly. and you'll realise it's not fake Right, we'll move on to some different kind of news. Uh, there have been lots of people going to the Performance Centre at NXT the last week or so. A few notable ones, you've got Ricochet, Candice LeRae, War Machine. They're all at the Performance Centre. There have been tweets going out about it. It, can be, it is quite exciting. But the other ones, yeah, Bobby, they haven't actually been signed to anything. So it's just to say that Bobby Lashley and... Ethan Carter the third, EC3, um, Derek Bateman under the WWE name, they've left TNA. I've, I didn't really follow any either of their work in TNA, but I'm sure you'd be quite happy if EC3 came to WWE. More than happy, you know. I've, you probably do remember that I've, I've spoke quite highly of him. I says I wish he would come back. There was two guys from TNA slash Impact Global Force Wrestling, whatever you want to call them that I felt WWE, no matter what, need to get them. And this was post-AJ, Smojo, etc. EC3 was one. I was like, get, if they could get him back, I'll be excellent. I'm a massive fan of EC3. I think he's really, really, really good in the ring. And the other one, Magnus. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> he, was, he, signed, he signed with Jeff Jarrett's company. I don't know where he's going now. I don't know if he just sort of like, is he at... Um, I don't, he's not in Impact. I don't even think he's in Ring of Honor. Maybe he's, he's in. Um, he's probably in a few of the English promotions, actually. Because he, he might be, he might be involved. I don't know. Rev Pro or something like that. But if, <laughs> if anyone um, knows where Magnus is, please tweet us at Ricky and Clive. Please do. And like, when when Mickey James gets signed, I was like, right, even, uh, uh, that's not always going, always going to happen. Or oh, the wife signed, so now we need to sign the husband. But I just thought they might end up signing Magnus now, and I thought. I thought I think this missed out because I, th- I really really liked him. Every single time I saw him, I was like, "You're excellent," and it really reminded me of. Um, I really wanted something to remind me. I really wanted to bring him in, and they could pair him up with uh, Stu Barrett, King Barrett, Bad News Barrett, whatever, and have some sort of stable, like a European sort of type stable, or like a UK type stable. So I, I'm sort of going off, but Magnus, I would love to see Magnus in LW. Um, but EC3, I think the big question is. Does he go to NXT, or is he a big enough name for everyone out there where he comes straight onto the main roster? Because who I, I can only think of two guys that have come in, and it was AJ, and the other one were Gallows and Anderson, and that was quite surprising that Mike, Gallows and Anderson came straight to the main roster. Mike Bennett as well, but that's um, he had some substance abuse issues, didn't he? But, Did I thought he was I thought he was in NXT for a bit, no? No. He, I don't think so, no. but that was a strange so one. That was a very strange one that he just came up. Mm-hmm. But again, so I didn't watch like, TNA, so I don't really know if it was a good acquisition or not. EC, that's it's a great, great acquisition. Great no. to have him back. Um, Bobby Lashley. Uh, Same with yourself, I haven't saw much of him since his time in Impact. And to be fair, and I won't criticise him too much, from what I've read and read reports, like a lot of people were high on him. I just wasn't keen on him when he was when he was in the WWE for his first time round. 
Um, so now I don't really care. Um, and I think the big thing, he's obviously coming to the main roster. I think it's question marks for EC3, and it's question marks when do they uh, debut. So obviously, um, Caleb uh, sent into the group saying that he cancelled an, an indie event on January 28th, which so happens to be Royal Rumble date. So who knows, maybe he's going to come up then. No idea. Well, can I say something about this? EC3, as I say, I've not seen much of him. And you've got all these people that actually are signed. Ricochet, that's, that is something else, because what I've seen of him is quite astounding. Candice LeRae, they're making an effort to bolster the women's division on both NXT and the main roster, so good for her. That's that's Gargano's wife, isn't it? That is, aye. Right, OK. And just one more thing, sorry. John Ross is buzzing about Ricochet, and he's wanted in WWE for so long now, so he'll be absolutely delighted with that. Oh, he's, he's amazing. Uh, mm. Another yes. team that I was first introduced to at Wrestle Kingdom was War Machine. I was they were they had a sort of cameo part in the, the gauntlet match that they were in, but I did enjoy what I saw, so I'm quite happy to see them. Mm-hmm. Right, but you've got rumours about EC3 and Lashley. So I know they don't listen. Vince, Triple H, Regal, stop, stop right now! You're bringing in all these indie darlings, right? But at the same time, you've got people struggling on NXT to make a name for themselves, like all the developmental people who were stuck. I mean, his gimmick might be stopping it, but no way Jose is going to be in NXT for the rest of his life if he's not got a chance to elevate himself. You've got people in 205 Live that haven't got a chance in hell of getting anywhere near the main event scene. You've got a lot of people in Raw and SmackDown that have got nowhere near the chance of elevating themselves up the main card. Partly because it's taken up by part-timers and stuff like that, but you need to calm down with bringing in all these independent sensations. You're clogging the roster. All the rosters are clogged to the point where it's just going to burst. And there's going to be you, if you're going to bring people in, be ruthless with the people that you don't have faith in. Let them go. Let the likes of Apollo Cruz go or Kurt Hawkins and all those folk. Sorry, guys, for picking on you. You need to just stop all the acquisitions and just have a look at your roster first before you do bring any more signings in. With the possibility of the likes of Ricochet being an absolute beast in NXT and then coming up to fucking 205 Live. Do you know what I mean? Look at Atami, he's dead already in 205 Live. You do realise that's where Ricochet is going to probably end up. I know, it's <laughs> probably going to happen. They'll call him fucking King Panther or something like that. Um, I, 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 I somewhat agree with you. I know that getting these names in is really good. And just, I think you're going to really like EC3 though. I think you are. Like, Remember, I it's just a rumour though. Uh, it's just a rumour, just a rumour. Just correct me if I'm wrong, but you weren't a massive Bobby Roode fan when he first came in, were you? In NXT? Mm-hmm. Oh, aye. Right, sorry, because I, I remember me and you had this conversation, I was like, he just reminds me, because he's a bit, he does things a little bit slower, he's more technical, he reminds me of like Randy Orton, like throwback to some older guys, as opposed to sort of like, everyone's done 100 miles per hour, like a lot of guys these days, so Bob, I think. Bobby Roode's very polished, yeah. I, I really enjoyed Bobby Roode. Yeah, he's excellent, but EC3 is in the same sort of mould. 
I think you'll like him. But I do agree. I think I think they probably just look at it and say, X, Y, and Z are available. Let's get them, snap them up before they sign a multi-year deal at Ring of Honor or they go to New Japan or they go to TNA or they just decide to sort of bounce around different places. So I think that may be their mentality as well, is that like some guys are come, becoming available. We've just basically got to get them in, get them tied to a contract and get them in here, get them in the door, just so they can't go anywhere else. Some of them are, though, because you've got Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate doing a lot of different UK promotion stuff. You've got Apollo Crews and Oni Lawton from NXT did an independent date over the Christmas and New Year period, so they are letting some folk go, so maybe they're just making sure that their main body of work is with WWE, but they're allowed to sort of go and play in a, a different part. Maybe, maybe. But and a, and a quick question for you, when was the last real homegrown sort of talent they produced that's on the main roster and sort of doing big things? Who, WWE? Yeah. Homegrown talent? Mm-hmm. See, right now you have stumped me. But that's that's the problem. Roman Reigns. Well, yeah, I, I, I think you. You'd probably say KO. Well, and, I know, and, but he was. And massive. when I mean, I mean, I know he. I mean, um, He's not Sammy were huge in Ring of Honor, etc. But I so maybe it, I suppose that's to a lesser extent. But it might be Roman Reigns, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, etc. Because I. Th- because they were there. Um, the start of the day. They, they had been there at the for very a while. start. I can't remember. I can't remember the Florida base yeah, promotion we're running again. FCW. Yes. So, and then to a lesser extent, Sammy and KO. Um, well, I don't. I don't know if I agree I with that one because they were a massive in PWG. CC, that's what I'm saying. CCW. That's what I'm saying. So, like Ring of Honor, etc. So, to a much lesser extent, like they were known before they came into um, NXT and stuff like that. But recently, like. You look people who've come through NXT, and if you look at people who 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 have been the champions, for instance, so you would go and say, right, well, Finn Balor, he was massive, Prince Devitt in New Japan, Bobby Roode, he was huge in TNA, Naka was huge in uh, New Japan before he came over, and the list sort of goes on. You you look at their current champions, you look at somebody like AJ, AJ made his name in a couple of different other places, so same with Samoa Joe. So that's where I think they're losing it. Like I think there's a couple of people they've got in NXT, Velveteen Dream and Alistair Black. Specifically, I really, really, really like those two. By the way, so Velveteen Dream versus Johnny Gargano next week. My yep, lord, you know, I know it's going to be great. So that's what I'm saying. Like they haven't produced someone who they've brought in from like this young age or they've moulded into what they want to be. But more so recently, in the last sort of two or three years, it's always just been right. Well, like you said, let's see what indie talent, quote unquote, indie talents are available, or what the best talent around. Let's swoop them up instead of looking to bring in the younger, like, younger ones and mould them and produce them yourself. And for a while, it's, I understand. I know you've got you've got to basically do both. But right now, it seems like they're just they are just wanting to solely focus on some of the hottest talents in the indie scene and just try and snap them and bring them in. And like I said, it just clogs all the rosters, all three of them. Or four if you want to include the women's, but they need to sort of, they're beefing that up, as you say, especially on NXT. So I just think, like you said, it, 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 folk, like you said, if you focus on your main rosters right now, 
and give people an actual role and, and good storylines and then and then take it from there or like you say just let them go or maybe even let them go back down to NXT but you know what? I, I agree with you I'm I do hip- agree with no. you but well I'm a hypocrite because AJ Styles Kevin Owens Sami Zayn they are some of my favourites but I think there comes a point where you just have to say, right, okay, we've filled up the pen, let's count the sheep before we start mm-hmm. bringing in new ones. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. No, I, I do agree with you there. Um, but just going back there, you've got Gargano and Team Dream. Tomasa Champ is coming back very soon as well. Oh, you know what's happening, don't you? No. <laughs> did, you see the, did you see the tweet? <laughs> no. It was... It was um, it was WWE or it was the NXT one someone congratulations we've now signed Candice right so it was her photo and stuff like that <laughs> he tweeted like screenshotted it or like um, quoted the tweet and, and replied to her saying um, welcome Candice or something it was just like and then everyone below it was like don't you dare don't you dare we know what you're thinking uh, <laughs> like you like you broke our hearts once don't you dare do anything so um so uh, he's coming back soon, which is rather exciting. See, although it's kind of predictable, I don't care if Gargano. I'd rather Gargano won the title at Takeover, and then Champa comes down and lays waste to him instead of during the match. Well, I don't know. It could work either way because they're they're going to have a mighty blood feud when they're both fit and ready to go. That's a I think that's get if the takeover in Brooklyn. That's their sort of WrestleMania. If they if they can hold off till then for the blood feud, then maybe then it can be for the title. Mm, but mm. I don't know. I don't know. I can see it going either way, but I think most likely he'll cost him the title, and Probably. then at WrestleMania time. It may be Alistair Black. Yeah. And then after that, I think maybe building towards SummerSlam time, you would hope it, you're going to start to maybe see um, Adam Cole um, making a push towards it and potential winning it as well. Uh, I'm not feeling Adam Cole, I'll be honest. Oh, with really? You. No. I, I think uh, Fish and O'Reilly are amazing, but not Adam Cole. No, as a trio, I think they're really, really good. I think as a talker, some. I think they've got. I don't know. I, I like. I think they've got sort of a little bit of an aura about them. But Alistair Black, I think, will win it. Like in the first half of the twenty eighteen, and then after that, I don't know what will happen with him. But he's, he's excellent as well. Yes. Well, I think. I think Vince will like him. Hopefully, and I'm not saying bring him up right now. You know, but I think Vince will like him. I think Vince will take a liking to him. Aye. I have warmed to him immensely recently, and that might be due to Velveteen Dream, but mm. I was, wasn't was feeling uh, Alistair Black for quite some time, but see now, he's top-notch. There was a fatal four-way match for the number one contendership, and Gargano was doing his sort of spear-through-the-ropes thing, mm-hmm. and Alistair Black just levelled him right in the face with a knee, during that spear it was <laughs> sickening it was a bruh moment <laughs> oh bruh <he> <laughs> this doesn't sound as good when we say it does it 
Nah, because we we sound terrible. It's it's, it's our accent. Uh huh. That's what it is. It's our accent. Bro, but then we just sound like Zack Ryder. Right, we'll need to move well, on. I say, I say, anyway, let's continue. All right, so you'd mentioned, we'll do a wee bit of recap now for you from the TV on offer. You'd mentioned Bobby Roode earlier. This was really the only thing of note on SmackDown this week, which had four matches on the apparent land of opportunity, and f- two of those four matches had Jinder Mahal fighting in them. All hail Jinder. Oh, Jesus. All hail King Jinder. All hail Jinder. Would you listen to yourself? What? <laughs> um, so Bobby Roode is a US champ, and it's on a it's on a good waist, physically and um, figuratively. Looking, what do you think is going to happen with that? Do you think Ziggler will come back? Yeah, um, I was kind of surprised. So was I. But uh, very surprised. Cause I was expecting the final to take place at the Rumble, and then Ziggler to potentially come back later on. He might still. He might still. I hope he doesn't turn up next week, though. It just feels it feels a too soon, and b the match itself will just seem too rushed. So, or maybe uh, they're just not going to have a US title match at the Rumble, or a IC title match at the Rumble, which gives I, a lot more room for the mm-hmm. two Rumble matches and the tag title matches. I think I think if they don't, I think what you're going to get is. Bobby Roode in there and I think Ziggler's music might hit then and he'll come down and you'll have that sort of confrontation between them two and maybe Ziggler is the one that eliminates Roode that's a good that's some good fantasy book in there Ricky. and then thank you and then on Smackdown like two nights later you'll have them sort of like I'm back and I want my title I never lost it Though, the only thing I would caution though is I don't know if that's still too soon to bring him back because I like in this situation too when CM Punk quote unquote left with the title. They brought him back like two or three weeks later in front of a dead crowd in Vegas, I think it was. Came out with his new music. That to me at the time just seemed like you could have dragged this out just for a few more weeks. Mm-hmm. So I, I think he will be back like quite soon. Uh, the, the US title match now. I think it might still happen because how are you going to fill that pre-show as well unless you just do interviews and sort of the nonsense that we do as well. Um, but yeah, going back to Bobby Roode, very happy he's got it. I would hope he continues to, he continues to keep it. His reign continues for a little bit longer. Uh, so I, more than anything, I was just really surprised that we'd done the match at SmackDown, but a nice surprise. Aye. So in... To me, I was never really. It was never in any doubt in my mind who was going to win it. I always felt it was just going to come down Rude versus Jinder in the final, and I always felt Bobby Rude would get it. And like I say, now it's time to treat him like a star and hopefully turn him heel quite soon as well. Yes, that would be good. You need to watch they're not too heel heavy, though. There is that um, concern. Yeah, but I mean, what you could eventually do is you could have brought, you could potentially bring Ziggler back, and you could sort of do like the double turn, where you could have Bobby turn and heel and Ziggler come and uh, as a face sort of thing. Well, I don't, I don't see, know, but not not even from a creative standpoint, from a character standpoint, Ziggler's done a lot of damage to his reputation. Or like on screen, I mean, mm-hmm. it's going to be hard for fans to take to him again. 
maybe. But I mean, you could always just come back saying I was not treated properly, and you know, I just I felt like I had to walk away from the business, etc. But I think you're all come back as a heel. But I, I think we need to slow it. We need to now start transitioning Bobby Roode back into a heel because NXT that was amazing. He was, you know, like the, the, the gimmick just fits a heel. That was a good time in the main event scene in NXT. I mm-hmm. really like, top notch stuff. So congratulations. But like he says, not four matches on SmackDown. Um, no KO, no Sammy, no AJ. But I think maybe that was, I think that might have been deliberate, obviously, with KO's uh, rumoured injury. But I think on top of that, it, they, may, they might just wanted to highlight the US title in that uh, tournament. Highlight the US title and prolong the, the feud. I mean, there's nothing wrong with NXT did it lots of times when there was a long ongoing rivalry and there'd be one week where they would just have a video package mm-hmm. like promoting it. So I don't I don't have an issue with that. But um, congratulations to Bobby Roode. Well done. And we hope you keep it for a long time. Now, Indeed. So a lot happened. This is a busy show tonight. A lot happened in Raw, but I think the most notable one, the Cub Stomp is back. Oh yeah. Oh yes. oh yes, indeed. It's now called the Blackout. I, can, I, think. I don't care what they call it. Cub Stomp. That's fine, right? I can understand maybe why they didn't like the name. Uh huh. Don't care what you call it. It's back. The pedigree was fine for a while, but not really. That knee rainmaker thing he was always doing, that was terrible. It just didn't work with him. Uh, Cub Stomp is just it's beautiful. It looks it looks brutal. It sounds brutal. It can come out of nowhere. So it was just... I never actually watched that match, so I didn't actually read Lords of Pain or anything like that. And it was just... When you just saw Finn in that position, you were like... So if you go back and watch it, like obviously now you know what's going to happen. But you, I was watching it on, on the train going to work, and I saw Finn, and I was like, "He's about to do the." But at first, I thought they were going to tease it. I thought he was going to try and do it, and then Finn would move. And then when he hit it, I just lost my mind. It was it was, <laughs> it was absolutely great because you've not seen it in a couple of years, and you didn't think you'd ever see it again. It's like right, excellent. This is back, and that's who he is, and that's just that's his finisher. It is, that's him complete for me. Everything mm-hmm. like the redemption storyline with Triple H, the forgiveness and reuniting with his fellow brother and Dean Ambrose, that was all well and good, but the curb stomp, Seth Rollins is back, even though he's a baby face. Mm-hmm. But, uh, I think as a baby face, he's good. But we both, we all agree as a, as a heel, he's, he could be your number one heel in the company, like he was I know, but years I'm, back. I'm becoming, I'm becoming of the opinion that he could actually be the number one babyface of the company. He's... Like, top drawer babyface. See the crowd he's reaction? He's an absolute so genius. In what way? And I think... Sorry, I'm sorry if you got you. When Ambrose comes back, and if Ambrose turns, there you go. There's You've potentially just got one of your biggest heels in the company in Ambrose right there because from day one everyone says this guy's a heel he is a heel and he is and and straight away you would get Seth getting sympathy getting getting this sort of everyone be like oh that's unfair like blah 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 and it would shoot him up as well so big things when Ambrose comes back aye 
I just, I mean, I'm not even looking that far ahead at the moment. I'm just really enjoying Seth's work at the moment. He's pandering's not the right word, but um, he plays to the crowd. They scream their heads off when his music hits. He's got all the right taunts and stuff, and he's. I think it helps that he's been paired paired off against, like sort of natural antagonists in the bar. People don't like the mm-hmm. bar. People don't like Jason Jordan. So they're facing them off against guys that people don't like. So that's another reason that they're edging and the sort of moral compass side of things towards Seth being a good guy. And I think he's just becoming, for me, like the the hero of the company at the moment. Mm-hmm. And for our story, like I know you've got AJ Styles, who's like a hero just because he's amazing and all that. But for storyline wise, Seth's top draw for me right now. But it did take. Cross- CrossFit Jesus is the man. CrossFit Jesus. But it did take a bit of a a twist in the tail with Jordan showing some sort of slightly heelish tendencies in support of Seth when mm-hmm. he got involved in the match and tripped up Finn. And Seth was like, oh, fine, I'll take that one, no problem. So do you think, there's, think they're doing something else? A wee spanner in the works, perhaps? No, I'd, are you implying that maybe they're going to turn them heel? I don't know. No, I think, I think they're basically just going to... I think this is just a, the continued slow turn of Jordan. Aye. Um, and, and, and it begs the question as well, is Finn Balor in the club, are, are they faces? Like, I know Finn is. Like, I, I suppose it doesn't really matter nowadays, but still, you know. Um, but going back to Seth, yep, um, it's, it's, it's been a delight to watch him these last few months. He's really, really... It was from the moment, like I say, him and Ambrose got together. It was just like they were happy and they were like, right, let's do what we we'll do, let's do what we're good at, etc. And he's just he's been absolutely phenomenal. Like I say, I think I might have mentioned it before, or it was off air. I'm more than ready to watch Seth Rollins be the the the, the WWE uh, title, uh, WWE champion, Universal I, champion. I think that if it was him, is this what you were going to suggest? Was the change to the? No. No. Are you saving that? It'll, it'll tie in with your next with the next segment. Right. Well, well, can I just touch on before I get to the next segment? I am enjoying this stable wars that's going on at the moment. So you've got three three piece teams: Barla Club, the Champions Club, and the Mistarage. There's a lot of back and forth between them, and there's a shared universe aspect to it with a few different storylines going on at the same time. So that's good stuff. But We'll touch on that maybe another time, but I'm guessing you want me to talk about Braun Strowman. Yeah, I want to hear what you're going to say about it because you mentioned it a couple of days ago, so I'm looking forward to it. Well, right. Visually, aesthetically, what Braun Strowman is doing is fucking excellent. He's literally tearing arenas apart with his bare hands. Get these hands is now an official t shirt, guys. Fantastic. Yep, get that, get that. Get that, get these hands. And um, he's laying waste to the beast incarnate. He's laying waste to the big red mare. The the <laughs> uh, oh shit! I've lost my train of thought now. He was tearing apart the VT trucks, canteens, everything. But see, there comes a point where you've got you've made him look so strong, so destructive. And as far as we're led to believe. He's not going to win the title at the Rumble. Even if it is Kane that eats the pin, what is the point in building them up like this if he's not going to be involved in a major programme at WrestleMania? This happened last year. 
a big programme with Roman Reigns and then he was fucking put in the Andre the Giant Battle Memorial. What? Why are they doing this if it's not going to have a, a payoff that a lot of fans want to see? Um, right, you ready for this? <laughs> are you ready for this? It's, it's more so for you and everyone else out there, right? So, folks, see when you go to your work tomorrow, just rip the building apart, right? Because what will happen is your boss will elevate you in, in another role. Aye, you know? That's so, another thing, aye. Right, so, folks, make sure you do that, right? Cause me, me and Clive are going to do that tomorrow. Um, this part you won't like. I think they're using Braun and what they're doing right now to continue the storyline of Kurt Angle not being able to do his role as a GM properly, thus leading to Triple H versus Kurt Angle. Do you know, I have another reason why I think that as well, but you continue. That's why I think they've done that, so now Kurt's like, you're not in it, so he goes on a rampage and Kurt goes, right, you can come back into it, you can come back into the match. Stephanie's inevitably going to come down at some point saying, starting berating him like she normally does. And then Kurt's going to retaliate eventually, and then it's going to be Kurt versus Triple H at Mania. And I think this is this is just a continuation of that story, and they've just used Braun in this storyline to continue in that enhance and build that other right. story. Because it was Stephanie that was on the phone because Kurt Angle yep. can't Kurt Angle cannot get rid of his phone. Somebody should say to him, "Listen, pal, <laughs> you, you're in your place of work. Put down your fucking phone." <laughs> By the way, did you see Kevin Dunn absolutely bolting out of the out of the truck? Was that Kevin Dunn? <laughs> All over the internet, and I'm sure it was uh, Rich Rich Latta said it in our Facebook group that um, Braun, someone finally got rid of Kevin Dunn. Oh, I didn't realise that <laughs> it was, was him. It was him. <laughs> uh. So right, this is this is my other thing. Vince McMahon needs to call an audible. On screen, or, on screen or an, backstage? Well, backstage, because well, back, he's not on screen anymore, that is he? Silly question, wasn't it? It's time... The time to coronate Braun was like six months ago. But the time to coronate Braun is now. Like right now, as in next Sunday? No, like as in this, right this very moment. Well, if you log on, ladies and gents, to Facebook Watch, you will see an empty arena match between Braun and Brock because it's happening right now <laughs> so next Sunday Braun Strowman needs to win the title I, mean, I feel like we said that we did say this a while back uh-huh. but he needs to win it and your main event at Mania if you're still going with Roman Braun versus Roman what about Brock fuck Brock <laughs> no 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 sorry 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 Brock versus um, Bobby Lashley <sighs> That that's a Vince McMahon type match though. Aye, he would be two big guys, muscly guys, big strong, it, athletic. Oh, he he would like that. And to be honest, I think that'd be quite a decent match as well. Um, it's a bit random though. It is, but I'm sure he could build it somehow. Like, oh, two mixed martial artists and two all-time great um, collegiate wrestlers, etc. So, I would personally put the title on Braun, and then you could do Braun versus Roman for Wrestlemania because that match is more than big enough to main event Wrestlemania but then you've got to come to a decision who wins that match let me ask the ultimate question mm-hmm. are, you, are you locking it up no <laughs> no don't be daft don't be daft don't be daft 
that's what I, I personally would. I think, like you said, if, if, if I just let's just go what we all assume, right? That Brock's going to win and Kane's going to take the pin. Where, what, what is Braun going to do at WrestleMania? What yeah. is his purpose? What is he like? That was my question. Like, what are they? Why are they building him up with with gusto? To, from what I can see, I've not got a, I've not got the, the fuck's that thing called? The glass ball. What are they called? The magic eight ball. <laughs> no, a magic eight ball. A, a crystal ball. A crystal ball. <laughs> Uh, a magic eight ball, fucking hell, man! This isn't 1994. It's an episode from Friends. Uh, <laughs> um, I can't see a program for him unless it's Triple H. I can't see anything else for him. See, I thought they might before Jason Jordan got tagged in to put together with Seth. I thought they would have maybe have done Kurt Angle and Triple H at Royal Rumble. And then Triple H, Braun Strowman at Mania, and Kurt Angle versus uh, Jason Jordan at Mania as well. Obviously not, but it's like, where are you going with Braun? And let maybe we'll know. find out next Sunday. We're going to find out, but I don't. I think you. Just, I think you need to give him a title because, to be honest, I think Bobby Lashley and Brock Lesnar in Vince's eyes, and to, to your general sort of average fan, that's a big time kind of match. And I think you could sell that on that pay per view. I think I think that would be a more than good enough match to have on that pay per view, just because how easy I think it would be to sell and build. Aye, it's a curveball, but it's a curveball I can get behind. Definitely. Well, all you say is I think, um, and it eliminates the 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 part time guy having a title. And is he going to be on Raw every week, etc.? And at least. At least one thing we know: Braun and, and Roman have got have great, great chemistry, and, they, and they've produced really, really good matches. People might not be happy because they might be like, "Well, Roman's still going to win." But right now, I'm just I want to just right now just focus on Braun and just finally give him his moment. You cannot have him do everything he's done just for him to lose. And people can say what they want: "Oh, well, Kane's going to take the pin." To me, that's not worth a fucking damn because at some point. Brock or someone has got to has got to incapacitate Braun and that in, its, in itself is going to make him look weak as bad as what took place with one on one with Brock that was terrible and then you took so long to build him back up and now you're just going to sort of knock him back down a few levels I, I will even taking story out of it and sort of booking creative direction I can't wait to see Braun Strowman in a chamber <laughs> he'll actually just rip the chains off and strangle folk with him mm. you know now you said as you mentioned booking see next Sunday when we're watching Royal Rumble I'm going to do my damnedest just to ignore booking and creative and just, just try and enjoy it the way I enjoyed Wrestle Kingdom and it'll that. be more difficult for me because, it under, because I'm more invested in this but I'm going to do my best just to be like just let's just see what happens and just see where the chips fall I still think we should uh do what I suggested to Carol from the SMC podcast on Twitter. We should just make this a kayfabe podcast. <laughs> I, I agree, I agree. Do you know how hard we, that would we, be? We, we need to bring kayfabe back. Hashtag bring kayfabe back. There's no... There's, it's, too, <laughs> it's too hard to do that. <laughs> Can you imagine the state of the podcast? <laughs> I know. Yeah, well... Um, 
I can't even pretend. <laughs> What's the accent? I don't know. Um, so, uh, basically, in my opinion, bottom line, Braun Strowman must win a title with Royal Rumble. Fantastic. I'm well behind that. <laughs> and, 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 and he can pin Kane, so you can still protect Brock all exactly. you want. And have them. And I know... And I know that's going to be the thinking that will let Kane take the pin so we protect Braun, but but you're not protecting him because you're not putting a title on him. What if, right? What if Braun and Brock... Braun wins the title, Brock's at Chamber, but it's just a one-on match between those two. So the Chamber match is a number one contender match, which Roman wins. But the Brock Lesnar-Braun Strowman match, Bobby Lashley comes down. Costs who? Brock. And then Braun retains. Aye. See, that could work. Or maybe they might go Braun versus Bobby Lashley. I don't know if Bobby Lashley's coming, that is. Even if you gave Braun the title, and even if he dropped it with Chamber, I think even if you just... Just to see the reaction of the fans, because then you could just play it by ear, and you could be like, right, this is a plan right now. Plans for winning the Rumble, lose it with Chamber but those plans are subject to change just depending on how much the fans respond to him winning the title and I think people will literally go crazy and be, will be so happy mm. that's it I think it's time it's like it's Vader it should time have it should have it's Vader time <laughs> it should have happened a long time ago but I just they need to do it on Sunday they really really do well we'll see how it goes now before we move on to our next segment I recorded the sort of social suplex pl- plug pod plug thing because in the past I think I've made mistakes so I'm just going to splice it in now it's nice and professional and I hope you enjoy my radio voice so here we go How do folks in social suplex land just interrupting your regularly scheduled programming for some housekeeping you're obviously listening to the Ricky and Clive wrestling show we can be found on Twitter and Facebook at Ricky and Clive if you've got the Anchor app, add my station 205 Clive. Now, I've decided I won't be using it to post content as such, but we'll be looking at it as more of a listener interaction tool. So if you keep up with us on Twitter, then look out for requests for audio contributions from yourself, whether it's your opinion on a specific topic or potentially a listener's question segment. We'll see what we can do with that. So get up on the Anchor and add my station and do the call-in option. I'll keep you posted on information on that as and when it arises. Next up, on the Social Suplex Podcast Network, we've got One Nation Radio with your hosts Rich Latta and James Boyd. As well as a normal weekly show, they have a a Facebook interaction show, One Nation Live, on Sundays. If you want to get involved in those shows, they are live on the Facebook Wrestling Squared Circle Group. So feel free to join that. Most of the Social Suplex roster are on the Wrestling Squared Circle group as well, so if you want to come along for some serious discussion about all things wrestling or just to talk some nonsense, the floor is yours. Rich can be found on Twitter at richlatta 32 and at jamesboyd87 for James as well. Moving on to the SMC Wrestling Podcast, short for the Smart Mark Contrarian Prod. Good format to their shows based on the personalities and opinions of the hosts. Those being Caleb, who is at SMC underscore Calb at C A L B, Rance at It's Ray Cash, R E Y Cash, 
and Carl at Kervin SMC. Now, last but by no means least is Keeping It Strong Style with Josh and Jeremy. That's at Jeremy L. Donovan on Twitter or at KI Strong Style. These guys are your go-to guide for all things going on in New Japan. Anything you want to know, these guys have got you covered and they're doing some excellent things so far. All of these lovely shows can be found on the Social Suplex Podcast Network, so put that into your search engine on whatever app you use. Remember, drop us a rating and review and help us get over. Most of us have got Anchor apps, all used differently for different reasons and to benefit yourself, so check out the show notes for details on how to describe to each of our stations. Don't forget, socialsuplex.com has loads of written work as well as the podcasts. We've got columns, news, TV product reviews, fantasy G1's results, you name it, we've got it covered. So there you go, all the social suplex goodness you can get your hands on. Back to the show. Right, we're back. I hope you enjoyed that. Right, so we're going to talk about Raw 25 now. How are you, are you looking forward to it at all? Um, yeah, I, I don't... I think one or two things. Obviously, we've got the IC match. Everyone's sort of waiting to figure out what Undertaker's going to be doing. And to be honest, I think that's about it. Because I think for the vast majority, it was just going to be sort of a nostalgic act. Um, and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to it because it'll be quite cool to see all those guys again. And, and like I said, you just don't know what's going to happen. But what I will say is this right now, uh-huh. Vincent, Vincent Kennedy McMahon, if you fucking dare, if you dare let some old over-the-hill bastards <laughs> oh, take shit. out arguably the best tag team in the world and hit them with their manoeuvres, there will be fu- people will not be fucking happy. If the if like you said, roll. if the acolytes or if fucking bushwhackers, I, <laughs> oh my god, can you imagine the bushwhackers? If they come down, <laughs> if they come down and they all beat the shit out of the revival like we've done to the Ascension a few years back, there will be fucking anarchy. Heads will roll. For you cannot treat arguably the best tag team in the company that way. And they're, they're and, gearing up for and that. I, oh, and they're going to. Do you know what would be amazing? Their if... promo was amazing. Their promo was amazing, but it just felt like, oh my God, they're going to beat up next week. But you know what would be amazing? I'm going to take the words right out of your mouth. <laughs> if the Revival beat the shit out of all the old guys. Aye, and like a few <laughs> Legends Gauntlet match, and they just killed every one of them. Um, uh, it's time. Oh, yeah. Please, please, please don't do it to them. It's it's a plea. It's a, the biggest plea I've ever made. Uh, oh, but they're going to. <laughs> but um, overall, I'm looking forward to it. Chris Jericho's going to be there. Is, uh, is he? Is he? Yep. I wonder if he's going to come down with his Alpha Club t-shirt on. Um, or he's going to come down and Judas in my mind. <laughs> but, um, what a self-promoting bastard, eh? Oh, he's fucking awesome, isn't he? And you've got to love the guy. He, he, no. Oh, I love him. I love him. Um, I like it. And overall, I'm expecting the Miz to win the title. I'm just then expecting a lot of nostalgia. Um, and I, I don't mind it. I'm looking forward to it. The fact that it's going to be over two different venues as well is kind of intriguing and kind of interesting as well. Um, but more than anything, it's to see what the Undertaker's going to do. 
Sorry, on you go. No, I was waiting for you. On you go. Like, I think we're all, according to reports, and we all seem pretty convinced that he's going to come down and maybe, maybe confront John Cena. So before I go off and start rambling on about something, would you accept that match? It's not a case of accepting it, but I wouldn't give two shits about it. Right. I would so, talk like... This... If it's a big if, obviously, right? So let's just let's just go on the assumption that he's going to come down and there's going to be some sort of interaction between him and John Cena, which is the planting of a seed to the match at Mania. We all agree that this match should have took place maybe four or five years ago, mm-hmm. did we not? Yeah. Now, Floyd Mayweather and Manny Pacquiao fought in 2015. That match. That fight should have took place in back end of 09, probably 2010. 2011 at an absolute push, right? But we all got the fight that everyone wanted five years later, right? And what the point I'm making all makes sense. At the time, <laughs> at the time at 2010, there was serious, genuine debates who the number one pound for pound boxer was in the world. 50% said Floyd, 50% said Manny, right? Personally, I said it was Floyd. <laughs> that fight never happened because people refused to come to the negotiating table. People refused to to sit and talk. It happened five years too late. Now, if you ask me, am I happy that it took place five years too late rather than never? I would say probably, yeah. So I'm going to ask you the same question. Are you happy that a potential John Cena-Undertaker match has taken place five years too late? Or would you now have been like... I no longer need to see it. I now no longer need to see it. <clears throat> I'm not ready to hear Cena's burial promos against The Undertaker. I'm not ready to see The Undertaker struggle through a match again. I'm not ready to accept that he's not that he's not retired. I'm just not ready for it. Again, I don't care that much. Like, I'll just be, I'll not pay much attention to it. I, I, I'm the opposite. Where did you um, last week? I think it's more so because the Undertaker is my all-time favourite wrestler. Uh huh. I get that. And I can't. And I can't. I don't think I can bring myself to really say anything negative about him. I think that's what it is. To this day, I'll still be in denial that he had some real piss poor matches at Mania. I'll make up excuses. Um. Put it this way, right? Like a football player, I'm trying to think of a really old one that played in Scotland or England, but they played far beyond their means. Mm-hmm. Like I can't think of. And, and, and for our American listeners, football is what you guys call soccer, right? I think they know that. But for it's, fuck's sake. I know, but I'm just letting them know. It's, it's actually football. I know. That's that's the name of it, guys. Right? It's football. You're going to you're going to lose some listeners. No, because um, I was tweeting Ray Cash a couple of weeks ago and I was just taking a piss out of American football, even though American football is my second favourite sport, but still. Aye. But anyway, seeing it like competitive sport, would you be happy in like a World Cup final if that person was on the pitch but they were fucking blowing a gasket? You know, you know who it's like? Brazilian Ronaldo. Fat Ronaldo? Fat Ronaldo. The, the real Ronaldo. Like when he... 
in like 2002 World Cup when he came in, he was absolutely amazing. And then he went to uh, Real Madrid and stuff. And then it was like the 2006 World Cup. You could just see he was just fat and his injuries just caught with him. So it was like that. And I understand what you mean. I just can't bring myself to setting bad. And I think the promos alone will probably get me excited for it. The match itself will probably disappoint. But it's just, I think it, I'm just in that opinion and I'm just in that mindset that, like, I wanted to see it so much five years ago because we all did. We were desperate for it. And I'm just like, you know, it's, it's fine. Just five years later, five years too late, but at least, at least we might, at least we got to see it. Aye. I, 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 I say the match itself probably won't be good. See, I don't think it will. I was wanting to quickly go back to the Raw 25 thing, if that's all right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The Nostalgia Act, fine. Did, fair enough. But they do it regularly when they've got the likes of Goldberg and Sting coming into wrestle. Uh, the old school, when you were talking about the Ascension, get buried as well. So, I don't, Rich Latter had uh, an anchor episode where he was actually talking about they do nostalgia all the time, and they do, so they don't need to do it. But at the same time, uh, do you know what? And another thing that annoys me about it is it's a, it's a go-home show for one of the big four pay-per-views. They should be paying more attention to what's going on at the Royal Rumble. But if it's a 25th anniversary and they needed to go ahead with it, then fine. I will have a guilty pleasure and seeing Brother Love come back because I've been following the, the Bruce Pritchard <laughs> I know it's pure sad right but I've listened to the Bruce Pritchard podcast and he's come out with a lot of home truths about the behind the scenes of WWE so I was quite shocked to hear that he was going to be called back but, um, Do you think he'll come out with Undertaker? <laughs> I don't know <laughs> I imagine he did <laughs> um, So I think it'll be good but the I think I'll actually sort of go out my way to watch that one instead of just catching clips and stuff like that. So That's the thing, because like, obviously it's one o'clock in the morning for us over here and to do that every week and having to wake up at like six, like watch it for three hours and then wake up two hours later to go to work. It's just, it's not, you can't do that. But this mm. is, I'm, I probably will end up staying up to watch it or mm. getting up extremely early before work and then going to watch it as well. Um... That's it. I'm not expecting anything massive. Like I say, I'm expecting a quite a decent match between Roman Reigns and The Miz. And I'm just, I'm really, I just, it's more intrigue to see what The Undertaker's going to do more than anything. Uh-huh. I'm not, I'm not sure what to expect. I'm just wanting to see what he's going to do. Would you like me to, we've got the WWE have put up their 25 top moments of Raw over the last 25 years. Do you want me to run through the list? Mm-hmm. Before you do, I just want to apologise to American listeners. I was just sort of taking the piss out of my football comments. That's all right. They can laugh at our soccer. That's fine. I don't mind. That's, that's true. So, number 25, you had probably one of my favourite moments was when Bubba Ray Dudley powerbombed me young through the table. <laughs> uh, was that the, the first time? Was that that? Was that, that moment the first time you'd done it? I think so, aye. The big uh, massive yeah. powerbomb off the stage. Yeah. And then he just stood there with those like crazy, sat there with those crazy eyes. <laughs> Fucking hell, man, that was mental. <laughs> uh, Twenty-four um, when X Pac beat Razor Ramon. Mm-hmm. What when he was the one, two, three kid? Twenty-three yep. 
Eric Bischoff announces his arrival at Raw. 22, here comes the money. Let's see, Vince McMahon. Oh, I even Shane and Vince, like the whole last episode of Nitro. Mm-hmm. I thought that would have been higher. So did I. Another That's one, huge. Another one I thought would be higher was um, Mike Tyson on Raw. That's 21. Because uh, that was fuck, that was gigantic. Yep. The this is your life rock segment. Do you remember that one? Mm-hmm, the most watched <laughs> segment and well, the highest rated segment. Sorry. Aye. Oh, this is another personal favourite of ours. When Triple H gate crashed the wedding of Stephanie McMahon and Tr- <laughs> a Test. <laughs> that was epic. Festival of Friendship. Quite glad that that's in the moment that was and that's very recent as well that was excellent goodbye Edge Raw um, on Raw when Edge had to retire number 17 number 16 silence is deafening let me see oh it, this is the one where The Undertaker and Triple H had a silent promo mm-hmm. it was just where Taker it was the first leading up to the first match Taker came out and he put them I don't even think he even got the microphone to his mouth he basically just stepped in the ring and uh, Triple H's music came on and he just walked straight down face to face Triple H looked at Wrestlemania sign Taker looked at it smirked and then walked away Aye. number 14 Shane McMahon returning to WWE a couple of years ago mm-hmm. which you're informing <laughs> I didn't spoil anything I'll need to check the, <laughs> the chat history with that one because I don't think I gave it away at all Wait, did your chat have to go that far back no it was a different phone I had back then uh-uh. Uh, number 13 Jeff Hardy Swanton bombing himself to death off the oh, yes. Titan Sean mm-hmm. number 12 DX Invasion of Nitro number 11 Brock Lesnar returning to WWE number 10 uh, the very first number one draft pick that's quite surprising let's see what it says every few years or so except for the years where they combine the rosters the WWE holds a draft lottery Chris Jericho announced the first pick of Raw that's right when John Cena moved over from Smackdown to Raw for the first time I remember that I remember it now aye number 9 Mankind winning his first world title that's going to put butts in seats that should have been higher Women's Evolution that should have been higher sorry continue Women's Evolution begins not the one that you're thinking of but they're talking about Mm -hmm. Trish Stratus and Lita main event in Raw Mm -hmm. Um. Oh, this is quite high. Seth Rollins betraying his brethren when he attacked the shield. Yep, that uh, was hard to take. That was emotional. <laughs> Another emotional one was Roman Reigns's almost silent promo the night after he beat the Undertaker. Promo of 2017. Calm yourself down. No, no, no. He said five words right and he was booed relentlessly relentlessly for like ten minutes like probably about seven or eight minutes in total every time when he put a microphone in his mouth and then I think after a while he just started like, playing up to them five words basically made the entire crowd erupt and lose their mind and want to kill him that doesn't care this is, this is my yard now promo of the year <laughs> fuck off promo of the year that does not count as a promo. It doesn't. It hardly counts as a sentence. <laughs> that was excellent. It was a sentence. Right off the top of my head, I can't think of it. Had a full stop. Had a full. Had a full stop at the end of it. Therefore, it was a sentence. 
Well, this is a sentence. You're a liar. <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> cool story, bro. <laughs> number five. Number five, I thought should have been number one, if I'm honest. Uh, Austin stuns McMahon for the first time. Mm-hmm. Number four. That's ar- sorry, that's arguably the greatest rivalry in that company's history, right? Uh-huh. And it was the start and the creation, basically, of two of the, two of the top three names ever, potentially, uh-huh. maybe. Aye. Um, so as you saw, I, I thought that would have been higher. Maybe we could just see this as a list of the top 25 with no particular order. Mm-hmm. Um, number three, Occupy Raw, Daniel Bryan and the Yes Movement. Number two, CM Punk's Pipe Bomb. I'm shocked that that's, they put that in. That's no, a, that's, that's, that's in the right spot. I know, but I'm just shocked that they included that. I think I think they have to, because oh. if they didn't, people would have been calling about on it, like, that's bullshit, because how is that not voted? Because it would have been, because that was such an iconic moment for what he said or anything like that, or the fact he's allowed to say it, I think. And John Ross will say it as well. He's like, the way the state the WWE is in now, like, the kind of people are there and etc he literally tore the door down for a lot of the guys that are in WDB now um, so and I, I think that's perfect spot I wouldn't put it in number one but perfect spot at number two that was that was an iconic moment Aye. number one was the beer truck Austin's mm-hmm. beer truck now I would I am um, deeply offended at the omission of Milkomania Cut angles. Was that raw or SmackDown? Like, when I read, I wrote when we, when I noticed we were going to do this segment. The first thing I wrote down was cut angle milk truck. <laughs> so it was same with me. Mark. Like what? I mean, I I'm, thought that would have been it because that was hilarious. I know that I know that Austin did it first, but the sheer irony of Kurt coming down with his wholesome Americana gimmick and doing it with a milk truck—that was fucking amazing. I mean. I'm sure it was, I can't remember if it was Raw or Smackdown I was because JR no, was commentating it because JR's like Malcolm Maria by God and that's when he started like throwing like the cartons of milk at them as well like I thought that would have definitely been in there I, I wouldn't have put the beer truck moment as number one maybe in top five like the, death, the Daniel Bryan yes movement I, could, I, I think I could maybe accept it at number three but I think stunning uh, Steve Austin, uh, Stone Cold stunning uh, Vince McMahon should have been number one. And Kurt Angle's milk truck moment should have definitely been in there. And Mankind winning the title for the first time should have been higher, I think, as well. Aye. There's a lot, it's one of those ones we could debate, but we should just be happy that they're being recognised, I suppose. Especially, especially CM Punk. I know, that was a, a CM Punk's I and Caleb put in the, the group chat. No, it was Rich. Uh, Rich said that Vince McMahon follows CM Punk on Twitter. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Vince come... McMahon doesn't, doesn't even control his own Twitter account, no. Probably not. Did you see that JR, not our JR, the real JR, put his home phone number up on Twitter by mistake? Did he? He gave out contact details. <laughs> he must have been meaning to text it to some contractor or something. He's like, my hard line is all to <laughs> Poor guy. Fantastic. Um, but Milkomania, I'm not sure why that's not there. I was going to say no, something else. No, it should have been in there, I think. Yeah. So I hope you enjoyed that rundown. Um, I can't remember. I'm sure I was going to say something else, but 
time is getting on. We've had one of the most jam-packed. We've probably mentioned every superstar on the roster tonight. Most likely. Shall we? I just saw, I just saw something on Twitter that <sighs> this ruined the Royal Rumble for me, I think. Don't say it then, because it might ruin it for people on here. I as won't. Well. Oh, I need to get off Twitter right now, actually. It's all over Twitter. Don't right. go on Twitter. Don't go Damn on Twitter, it. apart from go on to our account, where we will... Yeah, go on to Ricky and Clive, because we don't do any spoils or nothing. And at Social Suplex as well. And the rest of the guys, which you heard about in the professional-sounding plug. Quiz time? Indeed. It's fucking quiz time with Ricky and Clive and friends. A fucking WWE quiz. Right, on you go then. So this week I'm doing a quiz and I'm doing one of Clive's favourites. It is Who Am I? I love this segment so much. So there was five, there's five questions now. Um, right, here we go. Here we go. Who am I? Who am I? We are a stable. Or where? Sorry. Okay. Okay. The un-Americans. Okay, wrong. Question number two. <laughs> right, point number two. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how to word this. The least amount of world title wins by any single member is six. The least so amount? The least amount someone in this group has oh, won is six. Can I guess? Sure, go ahead. You'll probably get it now. Evolution? Correct. Mr. My D- other one was um, we have all been world champions. I thought those two would have gave it away. Aye. I think I should have gone with this one. The last WWE world champ, whatever you want to say it, was... Uh, was in 2017, which was Randall. Randall. <laughs> and then the fifth one was a, a four-man stable. Uh, you should have said one of them has, has a big dick. Who does? Oh, you must have heard the meme going on about the internet that Dave Batista's got a big dick. Oh, it does. Oh, well played, Dave. Well played, Dave. <laughs> right, next question. <laughs> right. <sighs> Once again, we are a stable. One of us are in the Hall of Fame. The leader of the stable never won a world title. Between the three of us, we have won 15 world titles. And fifth one is, this is you, you'll probably get it now. Two of us are regarded as one of the greatest tag teams ever. Right, two of us. Right, okay. One's in the Hall of Fame. Combined, they've all won a total of 15 world titles. But the leader of this stable has never won a world title. What is the name of his stable? The leader of the stable? I've not never got, won a world... I've not got a clue. Pass. I don't know. I'll give you a bonus one, right? You'll get this now. Time frame. Can't remember. <laughs> but we special we specialised in blood. Oh. We used blood. The brood? 
Aye. Is it 15 world titles? Are you including uh, Christian's TNA run as well? No, it's WWE only. Right, so Edge was 12, was he not? Edge was 11, I think. Right, Christian, was... Christian, Christian was 4. Or Edge was 12 and Christian was 3, but it was definitely 15. Gangrel never win it. Gangrel. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, good question. Well done. Question number five. No, sorry, question number five. Question number three. <laughs> my mother, my mother is in the wrestling WWE Hall of Fame. All right. My father is a former world champion, WWE, WWF, whatever you want to call it. Right. Mhm. My mother and father were in the WWE and I'm going to correct that it could be where or slash are because I'm not entirely sure about confusion (laughs) 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 have you got it? no I I was going to guess uh, I'll go I only I I think this is right I only appeared in one episode of Raw point number five what the hell is this <laughs> number five this is a question am I a person <laughs> <laughs> oh I know I know the answer <laughs> oh that was perfect your clues were top notch all the way through it's fucking May Young's son <laughs> the hand the hand Correct. That is the best lead-up question <laughs> I've ever heard, man. That was fucking top-notch. Technically, so, he's been on two episodes at all. Oh, was he on two? I wasn't sure what it says. Well, we're in the WWE, because I still don't know if Mark Henry's officially t- retired or not. Uh, well, don't know. No, because he was on. He was born, <laughs> and then <laughs> uh, he bust, he's busted thousands of episodes. Big fucking hand puppet thing. <laughs> oh, so it was. That right. should have been in the raw top moments. Oh, excellent. I am not... No, sorry, no. I am a 10-time world champion. Whatever you want. WWE, whatever, you know, you get it now. Yep. I have never won the US title. All right, okay. I am not in the Hall of Fame. My last world title reign was in 2013. The Rock. Correct. And my first one, my last other one was I beat Mankind for my first title. Aye. First world title. He, why is he not in the Ref Hall of Fame yet? Um, probably because they're not finished with him. They want to have him in a, one more match, probably. Mm. Or they're waiting till... Right, we're sort of going off here, but you would, you would imagine, because you've still got Taker to go in, Jericho to go in, Triple H still to go in, and the Rock, so that's four four guys, like four different years, obviously. I'm sure the Rock will be in at some point. Oh, I definitely like. So that's what I'm saying. There's your headline act for four different years. Aye. Right. Final one. I am a third third generation superstar. I know it's not Randy. Randall. <laughs> I am a former NXT champion. Oh, right, okay. I have yet to win a title on the main roster. I think I know the answer. Let me just, let me... One of my ring names was 
was Mr. NXT. I hope I got that right. I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, I am the youngest ever NXT champion. I believe I have the answer. So, what was your answer, sorry? I believe I have the right answer. Well, I mean, that's not really an answer, is it? Is it Bo Dallas? Mr. Dallas himself. Well, don't you get five out of five there? No, I don't. Well, not really. Four <laughs> out of five. Um, the May Young one that was just that was a beautifully told story <laughs> the hand any shout outs before you go shout out to Barry who's unwell at the moment yes get well soon um, Barry shout out to JR John, Ro- John Ross is down with the flu as well um, hopefully we get there on next week because next week's a, a big week got the Rumble preview we've got NXT Raw, Raw 25 fucking NXT. hell man we need to book in a, a couple of nights I think yep um, and the predictions as well in the what sorry the predictions yep uh, shout out to everyone on social suplex as well uh, and finally shout out to the Philadelphia Eagles <laughs> that goes way over who, my head who, who I hope Dedicate their victory on Sunday to Kev from Social Suplex. Carol, aye. Yep. Because he's not a fan. He doesn't really like the Eagles. A hero. But anyway, shout out to everyone and hopefully, you know, guys keep keep downloading and add us on Twitter, um, get in touch. Um, Like I say, it's. really enjoying this so hopefully like you say if you can give us feedback uh, you know yep. it'll be excellent we're on the Wrestling Squared Circle group on Facebook as well where you will find out my my shoot name because Clive might or might not be my ring name I can't exactly confirm that Ricky's on there as well JR's on there Barry might be don't know <laughs> um, so head on over to Wrestling Squared Circle Facebook group and also go over to socialsuplex.com for many a column and review and news. Lots of columns getting dropped by Latta, Latta's Lariats and Latta's Lariato. Good stuff there. And myself as well. I've started writing again. I think I'm done. Are you there? Yeah, I'm here. I'm here. <laughs> right. Um, thanks for listening, guys. And... Be sure to interact with us in any way you want and we'll speak to you next week. Take care, guys. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.